0: Polestar, Volvo's not quite wholly Swedish Chinese electric car offering, is seemingly terrified of how enthusiastically the future Australian car market might eviscerate your resale value should you buy one. They essentially just admitted this in between the lines of their latest awesome press release. But they have a solution. And if you swallow that hole, I've got a coat hanger-shaped bridge which you might be interested in buying on special this month. Real collector's item, too. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, or you can just click the card that's up there now. Dude, resale value on that card is guaranteed. It costs nothing, and if at any time you want your money back, email me. I'll get my people to talk to your people while I lie on the beach sipping mojitos with Tiffany. If you are a regular viewer, you will know how much I deeply enjoy a solid bullshit press release. And today's press release is one of the best. It essentially inverts reality with a straight face. But this, of course, is what satire is supposed to do. It's not the job, frankly, of corporate communications to invert the truth. They're just supposed to nudge it a little to one side so that you approach whatever shit sandwich with the wind at your back. If they keep doing this kind of thing, it's going to kill satire. It's already a threatened species, let's face it. But mainly this will happen by depriving satire of some sort of viable habitat. And I just have to lay the foundations here, okay, so that you understand the profundity of the problem. Let's say, hypothetically, that you and I are writing a somewhat edgy TV comedy and we're at the scripting stage and it's about a new fictitious TV network called the Women's Network. A network designed to undo all of the wrongs of Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly et al. A network designed to give brave women, a strong voice. We all want that. Like, I know I do. Like, I'd never watch, of course, but I'm unopposed to it, obviously. You know the kind of thing I mean, okay? Brave women reporting news about even braver women doing tremendously brave female stuff in the feminine news domain on behalf of the majority of silently brave women out there at home taking care of three kids and I do keeping house. Only it's not an unambiguously intellectually shit news program such as The Project. What possible logo could we give women's network news for, you know, maximum satirical cut through? I thought we'd go with something like this which in my estimation is the exact opposite of a real logo for a real women's network and which is therefore amenable to endless piss takes like the full vegetable basket of grubby Inuit. the courgette, the plums, the cheeky wisp of curly hair atop. It's perfect. The jokes would thus just write themselves. Tonight on Women's Network News, we ask the hard questions. We probe the minister. We dig really deep. But of course, if I were actually to propose such a thing for an actual show, no matter how friggin' hilarious, a real network executive in a suit would ring me forthwith and point out that this kind of thing is, frankly, beyond the pale. I would be consequently instructed to lay off the MDMA on company time and counselled henceforth to try to keep my jokes more in line with community expectations. Like, dude, we wouldn't want to see headlines such as that one, would we, mate? Because this is not just some tasteless, fictional women's network logo It's a real one, approved and put in place by the Australian federal government, contrived at great expense, no doubt, by the liar-in-chief and his department to empower women and prove just how in touch with women they really all are in Parliament. An advertising agency would have received, I don't know, six or seven figures to execute this awesomely uplifting female-empowering design. They would have had 10 friggin' meetings about the colour before settling on engorged purple. Dozens of people in the PM's department would have been in on the official approvals process. And none of them saw it. This is how deeply reality has been inverted. And it's only March... They could have picked any tradie on any friggin' building site or gone to any boxing or MMA gym or any hairdressers or any hospital or any milk bar, a place where ordinary people would just hang out. And then they just have to ask, like, what do you think, dude? Our logo for women. Would you mind giving it a mark out of ten and leaving your comments below? This logo is why satire is dead because satire has become reality and it's not funny anymore. Satire is supposed to be the inversion of reality but you cannot do that when reality is already inverted. In this case, by a phalanx of people who call the shots and spend billions of dollars worth of your money and yet who cannot see that their clever new engorged purple Women's Network Empowerment logo looks to most people in the words of renowned news outlet Pedestrian.tv, <sighs> Like a dick and balls. Polestar continues to add to its comprehensive customer convenience model in Australia with the introduction of Polestar Finance, delivering finance options for new vehicles, including a guaranteed future value option and competitive fixed rate loan with balloon payment. If it's good enough for the PM's department. Carry on, sir. Oddly reminiscent of the chinian from Men in Black, isn't it? Like, just saying. Sadly, though, the Women's Network logo has been cancelled, taken down, removed, whatever, after mainstream criticism. Go figure. Just didn't have the balls to stick with it, I suppose, but a precedent has been set, and if this kind of satirical inversion is okay at the top, albeit just for a couple of weeks, certainly it's good enough for a prepubescent carmaker. Every time, dude, every time some fledgling wannabe prestige car maker enters our already congested market, they have some terrified meeting behind closed doors about resale value tanking and the damage that this might do to the brand over the short, medium and long term. And they seek to turn this into a women's network style of reality inversion. They go the full communications vegetable basket. Polestar's direct-to-customer finance offer will provide flexibility and security for anyone considering a new Polestar vehicle. Flexibility and security. Sounds like Tiffany with a Glock 43. Please allow me to translate, okay? I think what they're really saying here is We suspect resale value is going to tank, but there's no reason we can't make money out of that, because we all know most people are idiots. Guaranteeing the future value is subject to you taking their finance, right? Polestar has jumped into bed with a finance mob you've probably never heard of called Allied Credit, and together... They've creatively imagined a retail name for this finance. Polestar Finance. But no sweet, sweet bag of fruit for the logo, sadly. And the name is just crying out for it, isn't it? <coughs> I it agree. So... You front up at the dealership, perhaps somewhat enamoured of the vehicle, but a little concerned by your resale being potentially shit in three to five years, and, dude, they've got a solution for you. Polestar Finance. No courgette and plums in the logo for added credibility. This solution is couched in terms of, quote... Flexibility, guaranteed future value, competitive, experience, one-stop shop, maximum customer convenience, and seamless integration. Sounds pretty good to me. Unfortunately, however, back here on Uninverted World, where the facts actually still matter, whenever there's a Dresden-esque resale value proposition on vehicles, someone inevitably has to take the bath, right? Car makers and financiers such as Allied Credit, whose specialty is wholesale finance for vehicle importers and dealers, right? They're disinclined to be the bath takers on this, no matter how suggestive any logo might be. And that only leaves one other party to the deal, doesn't it? This is another very important step in making the Polestar purchase and ownership journey A convenient experience. Samantha Johnson there flying the Polestar flag. Sammy J, if perhaps she were a rapper and not, in fact, the big cheese of Polestar Australia. Sammy J, in my view, should be a part of the women's network, like the real one. Very rare to see a woman on top in the car industry just saying, we should embrace that. Now, in the spirit of equality, let me retort, If convenient means complete certainty that you will take the bath if your resale value is eviscerated, then I completely agree. How this works, okay, under the hood. They do an internal no-shit assessment of the likely loss stemming from depreciation, and then the financial bloodletting is just built into the finance, of course, rather than presented to you as some heart-stopping lump sum at trade-in time. So you pay the depreciation incrementally, and that's why they will only guarantee the future value if you take their finance, because that's the only way to ensure that you fund the loss and not them or the financier. And perhaps that is, in fact, competitive, seamlessly integrated, maximum customer convenience. Who am I to judge? It just seems like the death of a thousand payments versus the grim reality at trade-in time to me. It's the same bloodbath on a different time scale. The reason I'm pointing this out, okay, is that many people do become enraptured with EVs. And new automotive brands with a bit of glamour about them purportedly. And who doesn't want an electric Volvo from China that, if you look at it in the right light after enough neck oil, you might just convince yourself that it is, in fact, a plug-in, planet-saving Swedish Mercedes. Dude, in this state of suspended disbelief, it's pretty easy to sweep logic to one side and conclude on the basis of a tsunami of corporate horseshit that this kind of future value, quote unquote, guarantee is a magic weapon like a Harriet Potter's wand. And I do wonder what that would look like if it were designed by ScoMo's graphic design department in 2022. Or just a plain old silver bullet against absurdly high depreciation because you bought a dog of a brand. Like, it's not, dude, it's not a secret weapon. It's a clever way of convincing you not to look at the financial crater your payments will inevitably fill. Guaranteed future value propositions only ever get mooted when the car maker itself understands the gravity of the upcoming resale value disaster.